0: Uh, welcome to the latest edition of the north street podcast Um, in this one we're looking at uh, something called the eden project which took place in west yorkshire so i'm joined by some um colleagues from across public health local authority uh, and um, the screening and ims team so i'll get you guys to introduce yourselves
1: yep so i'm julie honeybell i'm a health improvement practitioner specialist for public health within Kirklees council and I'm also a Screening Project Manager for the
2: Cancer Alliance uh, across West Yorkshire and Harrogate. Yeah, and I'm uh, Nicola Winter, so I'm a Screening and Immunisation Coordinator working for Public Health England. and am part of the West Yorkshire team, uh, but I have a locality focus on the Kirklees area, which is where my work uh, ties in with Julie.
0: So this is looking at the Eden Project. So would you tell us a little bit about what the Eden Project is um, and kind of how it came about?
1: Yeah, so um, basically um, we started working with um, NHS England as part of the screening agenda for Kirklees. So looking at the statistics across Kirklees and the areas where we see the lowest uptake within um, our screening programs so breast cervical uh, and bowel cancer screening and one of the areas that we had to focus on was the south asian population which we do see uh, a lower uptake within our screening programs so we linked up with nhs england um, to look at really what we could do about this and how we could combat some of the issues But certainly from a perspective that we needed to learn more about this community and how we could improve things for them. Um, So we started by contacting a local uh, South Asian community centre within Greater Huddersfield um, called the Eden Foundation. uh, And we started working in partnership with them to understand the barriers uh, to screening for the South Asian population and what was really deterring access to our breast and cervical and bowel screening programmes in particular, um, and certainly the religious and cultural reasons that were behind some of these barriers.
0: Okay. um, So in terms of getting this off, off the ground, what were the, you've talked about kind of linking up with some of the um, people in the community. What were the sort of next steps in, 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 progressing this and pushing it forwards?
2: Yeah, I think some of the early conversations were possibly a little bit tricky. So we were using the Eden Foundation and the the um, the colleagues that worked there because they were health professionals as well, were really guided by them as to how to approach it. So um, we were advised to go with bowel screening to start with because they weren't. It wasn't as sensitive as the breast and cervical, and some of the issues surrounding it. So, I think for us the project, it, it was key having the guidance of the of the health professionals and communities as well um, in how to progress it really. And I think it was a case of building up that trust and that confidence over a period of time, um, which kind of led to us then holding a, a bowel screening event. Um, and again we were advised to hold the event separately for the the men and the women so that it would have we'd have a better engagement basically if we if we were to hold it separately so there was an event held in one of the mosques for for the male um members of the community targeted around the mosque that had more people attending the times that they would attend so that they weren't rushing off to go to work that kind of thing so they could engage afterwards and then we had a women's event that was at the community centre itself, yeah. um, and it, it was just it was just really well attended. I think the way that the community communicate with each other, mm-hmm. um, they naturally just kind of gravitate to that community centre, and it, it, they worked really well. Those events, didn't they? They were yeah. they were really well attended and good feedback from those initially. Yeah,
1: and I think part of the success of sort of getting the public attending the community centre was really down to the community centre themselves, really. So they had like a WhatsApp group that they sort of send messages out to, um, you know, the local community, inviting them in and telling them about events that were going on. They've got a website, so they do a lot of the promotion themselves. So they ha- already had quite a good foundation of communication with the community. And I think that was key to some of the success that we had with this project, um, all in all, really. And we had over 100 women, I think it was, attend the bowel screening one. And I think one of the important things we found with that that was that it had an intergenerational approach, really. So we saw the older generation coming in with the daughters or the granddaughters um, who didn't know anything really about bowel screening because they're not our target audience. But actually, it kind of highlighted that they should be a target audience. So a lot of it was around the daughters saying, oh, I didn't know that they did bowel screening at this age. I didn't know what it was for and at the end we had several um, of the daughters coming up and saying you know my mum's just told me she got this kit and she didn't do it and i know now she needs to do it and i can help her with that and so i think that intergenerational approach is was really important and quite key um, that came out of some of um, the events that we held um, but i think pa one of the the main things that we did so i was doing my masters in public health at the time Um, And I chose um, improving screening uptake within the South Asian community as, um, you know, one of my key projects. Um, So we held focus groups at the community centre with uh, members of the public, the uh, male leaders of the community centre and the female leaders of the community centre. And then focus groups were really about finding out what were the barriers to screening what deterred access what would make them want to attend screening and there was some really key stuff that came out of that Um, and that sort of led to to some of these events around the bowel screening and some of that informed as nikki said that the bowel screening was the most appropriate screening program for us to promote first mainly due to reasons of modesty because obviously breast and cervical um you know, they have to undress for, for them tests, whereas the bowel screening is much more private. Um, but it gave us some insight into the thinking within that community. Um, I also think we had a bit of a lack of understanding, I would say, from a cultural and religious perspective. Um, there was more for us to learn before we could kind of start to look at, well, why are they thinking this way? Because we could understand that that train of thought really without knowing the religious and cultural reasons behind mm. it um so i attended they offered us a course didn't they um I'm trying to remember what it was called it was uh, basically around uh, the religious and cultural um sort of attachment to health yeah um so I attended that two-day course at the community centre, which I was then able to feed back to Nikki and share with Nikki around some of the stuff that came out of that. And um, but I think that gave us a foundation of understanding, and that was quite important. I think that kind of guided our approach then going forward because we had that background of, you know, the thinking uh, behind some of the reasons why they don't attend um so yeah i'd say that was quite key really to the foundation
2: yeah. of the project i think there were quite a lot of things that that became a lot of things were key that joined up kind mm-hmm. of helped help the work progress as a whole so just briefly going back to when we did the um the bowel cancer uh, meeting with with the the women at the community center we had one of the sisters presenting alongside us mm-hmm. um who did her own piece around Um, health and the cultural side of it alongside the screening and she also translated the presentation that we were giving because obviously the audience was mixed between those that wouldn't and wouldn't understand the the English presentation so we were lucky that we had that support from from the Eden Foundation as well and it kind of helped it all tie together and and, and knit together really well didn't it so that was really useful as well.
0: So in terms of so there were these the events were a kind of awareness raising sort yeah. of event uh, where did you have involvement from the screening programme? Did they support that and come along? So and we do had some
1: involvement from Bowel Cancer UK who very kindly yeah. sent a, a volunteer out who did the presentations within the mosque. So we had a male attend the mosque um for the males that were attending the prayers. Um, and then we had um, somebody attend from bowel cancer UK at the community centre as well because so obviously we did the males and females as separate events um, and they were really supportive and were able to answer um, you know, questions that we possibly might not be able to um, and yeah obviously Nikki was there from a screening and immunisation programme uh, side of things so yeah we had the partnership joined up quite well didn't it
2: yeah and I think some of that kind of background work building up to us wanting to sort of put an event on looking at the cycle and breast was to again build that trust and try and get that understanding before we brought the programmes themselves in mm. um, and I think that again that was quite key because we didn't, because it was quite sensitive and still remains kind of sensitive culturally we, we didn't, we just wanted to make sure we approached it in the right way and like I say we, we kind of took that guidance from mm. the community centre and the, the professionals that were working with us, um, and we, we built up, like I say, that trust until we got to a point where yeah. it was kind of agreed that we could have an event discussing breast and cervical screening that then involved um, some of the imams, um, consultants from the hospitals, that kind yeah. of thing. So the event that that actually took place, um, we had to think it was fifty three attendees. So we had CCG leads and. Um, we were there obviously yeah. and presenting we had imams presenting um, a lot of the members of the community there so it was it was really to try and and discuss and say around the table so it, you know obviously it wasn't quite mm. around the table but it was to to try and have some honest discussions around what the barriers are but still recognising that they were still quite sensitive discussions, and Mm. some people were happier with those than others. So it was trying to strike a balance really, but at the same time, use it as a real opportunity for everybody to be there to open up that topic, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, no, it was, Um, and I think it also gave other health professionals the insight, because we had the imams and scholars there that were able to present from a cultural and religious perspective, um And that attachment of that to health and how it can influence decisions that people are making um it gave the health the local health professionals some insight into some of that that they'd not actually heard before and maybe never understood um so it had a really positive outcome, and I think just kind of kind of drew everybody together really um to understand what the next steps might be out of some of that um
2: and I think it still resonates with me, just from some of the one of the um, the feedback that mm-hmm. we got from the event. Um, one of the comments was that they were greatly impressed at the courage of the organisers in venturing into a topic of great importance and sensitivity for the Muslim community. So it still resonates that even kind of where we are in time, it's yeah. still considered yeah. something that is still a bit hush hush, I suppose, yeah. Yeah, within no, that community. That so it was considered a you know kind of a bit of a breaking ground to have those discussions and you know i don't think it's realized you know that that can still be the case
1: yeah Um. yeah some of the other feedback was around someone said i gained a huge amount of insight into how accessing healthcare is impacted by the cultural and religious beliefs of the muslim community um so quite a pertinent subject Mm. i would say um Mm. that people want to hear more about and learn more about And actually for us to improve things, we needed to learn that religious and cultural side of things, which I think was really, really important for us to do that first.
0: So when you're talking about awareness raising, it's not, we kind of think of it, don't we, in patient terms, but actually it's also service provider terms as well in this in this case
1: and a lot of the stuff from the focus groups that came out was um you know um some of the women felt that health professionals didn't understand their religion just from some of the stuff like the modesty and actually for them to go and undress for a test you know is really big for some of these women um and they want to feel like health professionals understand their religion and that actually they didn't want people to feel like they were being awkward if they were saying well no I want to be treated by another woman rather than yeah. a male consultant um and just some of that stuff that they thought you know would really help them if health professionals were aware so there certainly is something around that health professional side of things and some kind of educational element from a religious and cultural perspective
2: and I think there was, I mean, I mean, I know we, you know, we can move on to some of the findings. But one, one of the key um, findings for me was just the fact that screening isn't understood always in both from an, an imam and a leader's point of view, and from some of the community because depending on maybe where they've been brought up or where they've lived for the majority of their life, they're not they're not used to the healthcare systems that we have, mm. um, and in particular. The concept of screening you know it's Mm. a lot of um health um access is when you've already got a symptom you know so even the open to the concept of screening and I think when you've got an imam that is kind of trying to impart their wisdom to their community if they don't understand the concept of screening then it's that the message isn't kind of trickling down in the right Mm -hmm. way and I think that was quite key as well wasn't it
1: I mean I think I think the The kind of, the most pertinent thing for me that came out of um, the event was around the understanding. And we did have a split, so this wasn't the decision of all the imams and all the scholars, there was a mixed view. But I think for, for some of them was around screening, not being considered as a diagnostic. So from a religious and cultural perspective, they would say you would undress um, for diagnostic purposes, yeah. But because screening is classified as not diagnostic, um, that thing around undressing and modesty didn't always prevail. As yeah. you know, that's what is okay to do. Um, and when Nikki says there's some some element of education around uh, the screening and the process, because obviously we know that screening doesn't give you a diagnosis, but it's potentially a pathway to a diagnosis so there's some kind of education around that and I guess trying to link that back to some of the religious and cultural stuff that we learned through this process around how um, keeping your health is really important um, within this culture and making sure that you look after your own body and that it falls within some of that that area of, of thinking really. Um, and i think there's there's something about the attachment between health and them elements that are pulled out of the the religious and cultural thinking
0: so in terms of a timeline um it was engagement with the uh the um eden center yeah and then from that you did the bowel screening event yeah and then these smaller kind of focus groups yeah. almost and yeah. that paved the way to do events for the other screening it programs, did, yeah. for Michael yeah. and Breast. So, and were there similar um, kind of uh, focus groups for, for those programs when you got to that stage, or was it a kind of bigger...
1: No, so the focus groups initially focused on all, all of the screening okay. programs, so it covered screening as a whole, and just a lot of the questions were kind of brought down to uh breast bowel cervical to understand some of the thinking behind them um and some of the insight that came out of that so I know the perspective, certainly on our part, around making screening more accessible, you know, for example, with the breast screening van, we say, let's make it convenient to people and let's put it in a supermarket car park. Mm. People can go and they go for the shopping and whatever. But actually, the the insight from some of these focus groups, the women were saying, yeah, but from our perspective, it's a very personal thing and you put it in a supermarket car park. So we, no. so we think we're so we think we're being convenient and you know making things convenient for people to attend but actually it's actually deterring some women yeah. Um, And some of the comments that were made was, you know, the breast screening van gets put at the other side of the car park and the entrance is this way and you're walking that way. Um, And, you know, they were kind of saying, so already you feel like you're going away and you're doing something different and you're not kind of following that crowd that's going in. So there's certainly some thinking to do around uh, the decisions that we make and actually how it can impact on different groups and populations.
0: Um, well, I suppose we've we've kind of touched on some of the key findings, but what what were the main bits of learning from um, the, and the outcomes from from this project?
1: I think certainly the um, learning around the modester and uh, the diagnostic and uh, non-diagnostic um, side of things and having a greater understanding of that um, and that's given us some kind of next steps in terms of that educational element and how we I guess how we promote the screening programs and how we sort of improve that understanding of it's not a one-off t- it is a one-off test for some people but potentially it's a pathway yeah uh, to understanding that something's you know starting or something's already wrong um and at the end of it people do get a diagnosis um at the end of that pathway um so yeah further education certainly um I think as well the findings are quite useful in understanding that the barriers are very multifaceted, yeah. um, quite complex, but also the influences that relate to some of these barriers and how we can draw on some of the influences to maybe change things mm. for particular
2: populations. I, I think there's some things that we can certainly work towards um, from a locality point of view and this there's some things that i think that as a community they even feel a little bit stuck with in how they can influence and i know we had some conversations not that long ago again with the with eden foundation around next steps how do we push things forward or move things forwards and it was whilst we, yes we could proactively do some things whether that's um trying to offer some a bit more education to some of the imams um look to the local community again we, we spoke about um Having I mean, some of the champions maybe within the local communities, which all kind of doable um, and something that we can look to work towards. Um, but some of the discussions were around some of the muftis and their yeah. opinion on it, and it's some of it is maybe still a little bit more sensitive. That even at the Eden Foundation, they they felt that they still weren't able to influence, and mm. and I think right. that bottom line still is around the rule of it being permissible for exposure. Yeah. Yeah. And the difference between screening and diagnosis. And I think that still is a little bit of it, a point yeah. that we a little bit I want to say stuck with, mm-hmm. but um I think it'll be interesting to see how those conversations unfold. yeah um, but they're kind of a care kind of a, a higher level and yeah. it's just considered something that so a needs to sort of must be above
1: a scholar. So mm-hmm. um yeah, like Nikki said, that higher level kind of thinking and how perhaps we start them discussions and influence some of them discussions and get an even greater understanding Mm. I
2: would say um, on some of this stuff. Um, One of the interesting things that did come out of the conversations so one thing fairly simply was that neck of the womb um, is the closest thing that the South Asian community to have in their language to to cervix, so if we send communication out for cervical screening, They, they don't have a translated word no. for yeah. cervix so things like that from a locality point of view or if we are doing anything targeted we can maybe build into some of those comms you know the yeah. communications that we have with um with our local um mm. people just to say you know th- this is what it is and you know so yeah. that even that kind of a uh, seems very simple um but until we had some of those discussions we just yeah. we weren't aware of it so i
1: mean i'm just looking at some of the other findings here that we came across so um, there's a misconception that cancer is a disease of the whole body so they don't always see it as you know I've got cancer of this or of this Um they see it as a disease of the whole body um, which is why I guess that kind of helped us see why it doesn't always translate um, to why the community don't see the importance or the benefit of screening because they don't see it as affecting a particular part and therefore perhaps I guess that maybe cements why uh, it's not always seen as treatable, in Mm. a sense. So um, there's quite a lot came out of the focus groups around, well, it's God's will. So if I get cancer, that is God's will. Uh, There's nothing I can do about that. But I guess that's what I touched on earlier around some of that... um, stuff that came out from a cultural and religious perspective around um you know you do have a duty to look after your own body and take care of your own body and perhaps us pulling on some of them influences would would help drive some of this forward um but i think as well some of the some of the communities could be described as quite insular and you know not always being um i guess i guess kind of not always getting that information and they're not hard to reach we have to reach them they're actually easy to reach but it's just meant you know me and Nikki had to go out and you know approach these communities and I think that's that's kind of shown that if we
2: want to work with them they're there and they're willing to work and they they couldn't have been more welcoming to us Mm. you know you know we've both said how much we've enjoyed going over there and yeah, really welcoming and really keen to engage. I think yeah. that's something they were, they were almost really happy for us to be there and yeah. really, really keen to 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 work with us and drive it forwards, weren't well, they? So, yeah, yeah, it's been really, really... very positive.
0: Mm. Um, what if someone was looking to do something similar in a, in a in another area? What would be the what was the kind of key bit mm. that that got it all going and that was kind of the crux of the whole project for, for you, that you could pass that on to, to someone else?
1: Yeah, I think for me, there's two key things, listen and learn. That was just massive, like, listening and learning first rather than going in and doing to communities. Yeah, yeah. um, Really listening to them and actually learning about their religion and culture and actually that then cemented an understanding of why we see some of the things we've seen. Um why maybe screenings not um you know, we don't have as much of a high uptake with the South Asian community, but listening and learning gave us that understanding as to why it gave us some of them influencing factors that we can now draw on to hopefully improve things for for um the South Asian community. So that was key for me in all of this and I think taking the time so it wasn't like we just need to get this done because we need to tick a box yeah you know you can't do that when you're working with communities it was listening it was was learning it was attending courses that were run by the community center for us to understand more about their religion um so it's been it's been a a, a long i guess we've been engaging with them for a long time and i know yeah a good couple of years and i know nikki touched earlier on um trust yeah. So it took a long time, uh, to build up the trust and for them to see that we weren't just coming in to do. Yeah. Uh, we wanted to listen, we wanted yeah. to learn, and we wanted that to influence how we did things. And that for me was just mm. key. I don't think we'd have had the success we had without no. putting that time in and understanding.
2: But and I I think as well we were. I know there's quite a lot of work gone on, um, across all sorts of areas with mosques. Or people have tried to link in with mosques and. I think this was different in the fact that we kind of found a community group that Mm. was led by health professionals and that to me was key because the health professionals know the importance. Um, One of the colleagues that that was working with us is a GP as well, so that was hugely helpful because he could see both sides. He could see the medical side of it, he was involved in the cultural side of it, It was part of the community Mm. and that was key because we had... When I say buy-in, he, he understood where we were coming from, but then because we were taking a, a step to take the time to listen, yeah. I think they could see that as well. So using them to help us approach it in the right way and not just going, this is our agenda, this is what yeah. we want to yeah, do. Yeah. It was a kind of, you know, we're interested to understand more. Can we help? What do we need to do? And I, I think... Yeah, it, like you say again, it it wasn't just one single element. I no. think it was a, the listen and learn, and mm. having the right people from the get go. Yeah, um, to to go about, about it the right way. Well, I guess. Yeah, it was the right partnership, wasn't yeah. it for for what we did? Um, and I think understanding so across different localities, I think it, because everywhere is different, you're not going to have an Eden foundation in a yeah. neighbouring. You know, so I think it's it's maybe there are communities out there it's finding the right community and, and linking in because i think a lot of it comes down to the person or the people mm-hmm. that you're linking in yeah. with and they have to have you know the common interest i suppose as well so mm-hmm. i think i think that is key it's not necessarily just finding like a, a mosque or something like that i think you need to find the the key people that oh, yeah. can help push that forwards so, or have a common interest definitely
1: and i think it it gave us a bit of a model didn't it to work mm-hmm. on this project so what we've been able to do since then is approach a community center within north Kirklees as well okay. so we've started to work with them Um we held an event there a few months back now um where we had different uh, screening programs attend and we had uh, a breast and a bowel screening talk for um the muslim women within that community center which They had loads of questions to ask about screening, but they were able to do that in an environment that was comfortable for them. And I think that's one of the things, having a local community centre that they already attend is somewhere that they feel comfortable. Mm. So actually bringing things to the community is quite key, I would say, rather than saying we're holding it in this building, it's local to you, but it's in this building. Well, that's somewhere new for them and they're not always comfortable to, to go there, so some of that stuff was key
2: actually bringing it to the community where they were comfortable and actually as you touched on earlier that's where the screening programs themselves have been brought in as well so that they're speaking to the the staff so they can iron out if they've got any worries or issues will it be a woman where do i need to undress how will it work they they are there to answer those very Mm. specific questions and so we've kind of brought the programs in where we thought it might be more useful yeah Um, and that's been good as well hasn't it
0: great um kind of well aware of how difficult it is to estimate kind of impacted projects, particularly when you're talking about cancer screening with mm-hmm. long recall intervals and things yeah. like that. Is there any um, evaluation of the project or planned sort of looking at uptake going forward, but particularly amongst this community, just to sort of try and get some idea of, of the impact?
2: think it's probably early days like you say at the moment and I think a lot of it has been around identifying some of the issues uh, and some of the barriers so there's a lot of work to still continue I think with with, even just with the education around what screening is Mm -hmm. Um, but I definitely think it's kind of a watch and wait really we'll get the programs involved a bit more at a local level Um, and I'm sure you know it will be interesting like you say to see if it has had an impact and if it yeah. does increase but yeah it it takes a while I suppose for that so to that be realised so. yes, yeah um, absolutely but just getting the messages out there I mm. think is and, and that and the messages back from the communities that you know you can see almost it's starting to to get through and to, to be understood and I think yeah. that that That's, itself um yeah. definitely has been and key. I
1: think for us you know obviously we've produced a report from all this work that we've done um And I think for us now, it's pulling out a bit of an action plan and drawing all that together to see what we need to do from our side that might influence that uptake even more. But it's sort of given us a pathway forward, really, that wasn't clear for us before because we didn't have the understanding that we have now.
2: Yeah, we could do a bit Um, bit of a targeted approach Yeah, Yeah. but at least with the knowledge that we kind of know how to target it. Yeah,
0: Yeah. Okay. Brilliant. Thank you very much, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you.